1 Corinthians 1, chapter 1, verse 18. 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 18. 1 Corinthians 1. Okay, for the slow ones, 1 Corinthians. No, okay. Got it? 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not man, God made foolishness? Foolish the wisdom of this world. Pay attention to that. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him. Break that down. The wise man, the world's wisdom. They keep talking about wisdom, but they still don't know him. All their wisdom, right? All they are espousing, all their knowledge, they still don't know him. God was pleased to the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. If you know any history there, that's how they did stuff. You know, Greeks were all about knowledge. Jews were all about signs. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God. You could mark that in your Bible. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It's because of him that you're in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. I want to uh, speak this over you again, and I'm so intrigued by the notion that we feel unworthy to get our feet washed. There's something rumbling in there. I'm going to let that brew for a bit. Because, why do we say that? Why why do we say that? Now, I I can understand the unsaved saying that, right? I can understand the unsaved saying that, because... They don't have the resurrection power of God. They don't have the Holy Spirit exploding in them. I can understand. But why would we, the chosen daughters of God Most High, why the bride of Christ, you and I, the ones who have been called chosen, it says here, chose God chose us. How is it that we still allow ourselves to walk in a sense of unworthiness? Maybe one day, maybe one day, we can go through a foot washing and just simply rejoice. And just go, wow, look at what my God did. Look at how powerful. You know, you know um, 
I keep hearing this in my head as I prepare for teaching in different places and that kind of stuff. We keep talking about sin. God's not talking about sin. He's not talking about sin. He's already dealt with it. He's not talking about sin. You can keep talking about your sin if you want to, but He wants to talk about who you really are. So if you want to talk about that, He'll go, he'll, He's so polite. Yes, we'll go, yes, you want to go over that scene again? Yes, you did that with Him. Yes, you did. And then you did that in that clinic. Yes, you did. And then you did this. And, and yes, you were drunk. And, and yes, you were a drug addict. And, and yes, you still. Yes. Okay, well, do you want to keep talking about this? We'll keep talking about it. Yes, we'll, we'll talk about it as long as you want to. But when you're tired of talking about the stuff that I've already paid for, we can talk about the good stuff. And so I want to just keep throwing that out over you like anointing oil. That your God's got other things He wants to talk to you about. And He's going to take care of all that sin. He's going to take care of all those issues. He's going to take care of all those stuck places. And He's not going to do that by fingering and just going, uh, uh, uh. He's not going to do that. He's going to go, paid for, canceled, paid for, washed away, paid for, canceled. Let's talk about who you really are. Let's talk about why you're so worthy of having your feet washed. Because He chose you from the foundation of the world. And He's going to use you to move the kingdom. It's like, I think if those of you who weren't at Unhindered, I'm, I'm in no way trying to make you feel isolated in any way. I just, it's, it's worthy to hear the stories of God. Have you all been refreshed by that, even if you weren't there? It's that it's good for us to see that God is my being. And in my Valentine, I wrote, really it was him writing, I think, is that there is eternal movement eternal power and we want to be about being in places and being in a posture being in an environment where we get to be part of that because i tell you you want to work on your sin issues get around the power of god because nothing changes your perspective like seeing the hand of god just moving history along it changes people it changes their desires it changes what they think they thought how many of you it's just like with Chuck. I mean, how many of you in the last year or two or six months even has had your mind changed? You used to think this, and now you think this. I mean, like, listen to Debbie's story. It's like Debbie didn't want to pray for other people. And in one sweet season, the Lord takes her from this to this. I used to think the foolishness of God. It's the foolishness of God, but it is the wisdom beyond understanding for us. It's weakness of God, do you know what I mean? But it's strength that pours in supernatural. I mean, that is the word that I have continued to pray over that conference. And not only that day, but the ripple effect that will happen now is that we are supernaturally affected from now on because of what God is. He did something there. He is continuing to do something there. And we can have a joyful expectation. Why don't you write those words down and just pray over those two things? Joyful expectation. Joyful expectation will help you answer your negativity. Joyful expectation will help limit your whining. Joyful expectation will help you in your self-pity parties. Joyful expectation will help you in stubborn stronghold sin. It's just just a thought. So, um, I think I'm going to close here. And I want to give you guys just a chance to pray for each other. I don't know why. We don't, half of us don't even know each other, but that's all right, because God knows us and it's good. <clears throat> and I want to try to cultivate pe- that we would be people of prayer. So what I mean by that is I want you to break off just no more than three people. 
and just huddle up and I want you to pray joyful expectation and call a person by name. Lord, I pray joyful expectation over Heather in every area of her life that she would have joyful expectation in her marriage and her relationships and her work, everything she puts her hands to, joyful expectation. She'd be not stopped by the old schemes and old tricks because she's moving in a joyful expectation of what God's going to do. That kind of prayer. Okay, let's do that. And then before I forget, because uh, I need to make sure that I tell you this, you you remember the very first class, we said we're doing three weeks on, one week off. Do you all remember that? So next week is? Okay, so don't come. Well, you can come and have a small group. <laughs> but I ain't going to be here. So just so I don't forget that. And Kristen's going to help us um, keep up with that. Alexa. No dumb question. What? Well, I think you should ask him. I know you hate that cheesy answer, but, you know. I started to say you should share it with somebody, and then I realized you are. Like, what I recommend that you do if this was a real stretch for you in your relationship with God, I would go read it out loud by yourself somewhere. And you're activating, you're activating your faith by hearing yourself say something. And then just listen. Just listen to what he says. He may not say anything. He may just say thank you. He may just smile. But just be open to the posture of that. So, all right. Three people, no more than three people. Pray out loud. Joyful expectation. Okay? And see you all in two weeks. All right? Lord bless you guys.